What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. John Ferguson here with Legendary Close Radio. And today, I'm going to tell you the four commitments that close. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort, how do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. All right, everybody. So glad that you're joining me today on the podcast because today I've got something special for you. And before I get to the podcast, I just want to tell you that this subject that we're going to be talking about today on commitments is actually one of those things that actually scared me. Like at the end of the close, at the end of the sale, getting that commitment, I don't know what happened. Like I, I kind of turned into this little ball of mush and I was a little nervous. And, you know, I, I don't know why I was ever nervous looking back on it now, almost 20 years later in sales, going, what the heck was your problem? <laughs> but for me, I was scared. And literally getting somebody to commit to the purchase at the end of the sale caused a lot of problems, right? When you're going to ask for the money and you go in and ask people to purchase and you know, you've got to rely on some pretty good tactics in your sales process. You got to make sure that you were on point, you answered their questions, and you were able to overcome all their objections and share the solutions before you ask for the money. So it felt like that was a lot of work. And then when it came down to asking for the money, it was difficult. And how about getting a commitment to close before you close them? I mean, that wasn't heard of, you know, and so, you know, in the past, I was always struggling with the close and getting it closed. And I think that's where a lot of people actually have challenges. It's why you have so many closing trainings out there and the top 25 closes or, you know, you know, here's my list of rebuttals. And so I think that's why there's so much out there is because it's just so outdated. The, the, the method to the madness here is mad. It, it is insane the way that people actually go through and close. And so what for me, I really just saw it as a really big time waster is I'd go through a pitch, I'd go through a presentation, I'd be teaching and I'd be training and I'd do everything I possibly could to really overcome objections during my presentation and the process. And at the end of the day, I was wasting time literally with people who had no intention of buying from me. I was putting in a really good effort and I was doing everything that my sales trainers were teaching me to do and what my instincts were teaching me to do was something completely different and I was ignoring it. And I wasn't getting sales to go with ease. Uh, they became very difficult. And so I, I was actually challenged by this because I, was, I wasn't very happy with the process that I had because I'd like to build a lot of rapport, but it ended up becoming false rapport or friendship rapport as we talked about before. And I wasn't seen as the authority figure as soon as I started asking for the money and I wanted specific commitments for these prospects to work with me, for these individuals to close. And, you know, that really didn't sit right. Like, it, it felt bad in the gut. And I, I said, hey, look, at the time I was thinking, okay, so what has to change? The, the process has to change. In order for me to really get good with these people is I have to change my process. And what I needed to do, I mean, I'm sure you guys have probably wasted time with the wrong prospect and said, Gosh, I wish I got those people to commit to me before I was able to put in the time. Like, why were they asking the specific questions? What got them here 
to where now I've wasted an entire day or two or hour with people who really didn't have any intention to buy from me. And so I realized that the process was the problem. And all I really wanted to do was I, I wanted to be working with the right people. I, I wanted to be working with individuals who really had a true desire, a real need, uh, and an ability to work with me and, and, and own our product and actually have a use for it rather than talking to people who were, you know, looky-loos, people who just wanted information for information's sake. And I really wanted to find a way that if I could get people to commit up front beforehand, then I could be working with the right people and I could be closing more sales with the right individuals rather than the wrong ones. I could be spending time with the right people who needed my help than with the wrong ones. And ultimately, because I was able to shrink the time, I could close more sales. And that's really all I wanted. But you know what? I didn't really know if uh, anyone would actually commit to me, right? Like if I was asking upfront commitments and firm commitments that, you know, they were willing to put in the time or that they were going to purchase from me, I didn't know if they're going to firmly commit to me upfront. Like <clears throat> the first thing out of my, my mouth was, hey, look, before I even talk to you, you have to commit that you're going to purchase this thing, right? Before I ever start with you, you better tell me right now that if I do the best presentation ever, you have to buy from me. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about, <clears throat> but that's kind of how I felt. So I had like this wall. It was more of like a mental wall that will, would commitments actually work? Like if I got them to commit up front, would that actually be the thing that lets me succeed with my sales and can I improve my sales because of it? The second thing was, you know, would they be committing to me? Like, would they see me as the authority? Would they see me as somebody who's trusted if I'm asking them to commit to purchasing or commit to putting in the time or, you know, if we're going to spend the time going through the sales process that we're doing it for a reason and the end result is to buy from us, Right. Would they establish trust? Would they, you know, have the authority? Would I have the authority to actually ask those questions and get them to commit to me? And and how would I do that, right? And so I was kind of, I kind of had a dilemma and I really just had to go through and start practicing. And I started to ask specific questions and I had to hear what they were saying. And over, oh, this had to have been over several months that I was um, trying to get people to commit before I actually got through the sales call and then I started hearing their objections and their concerns, and I started to write them down. I started to commit to them. And you know, on a side note here, one of the best things you could ever do as a sales pro is to write down the objections and concerns you get during the process. Writing down the questions that they have are good because obviously some are buyer's questions, some of them are going to come back up later as concerns. But the number one most valuable thing I've ever done is I have written down the concerns and the objections of the people that I talk to. And that actually helped me design this process. It actually helped me to understand what I had, what I found out was that there are actually three to five main commitments that you can get them to commit to that will actually help you close them before you've even made an offer. Let me say that again. There are only three to five main commitments that you will need to get in order to close your prospects with a firm desire in your product, service, or whatever you're offering. And these three to five main commitments are the same commitments that are typically the main objections in whatever you're selling. 
For instance, if you're trying to get somebody to go to the gym and you are selling gym packages or you are a fitness expert and you want to get that person to work with you and you're going to be giving them a fitness plan and you're a fitness coach, well, think about it. There are going to be some specific main things they're not going to want to commit to that you know everybody has to commit to in order for your program to work. One of those obviously is to commit to pay, right? Clearly. But that cannot be the first one you ask for. You ask for that one first, no one's going to want to agree to that one. No one's going to see the value in that one. You have to get the first two or three out of the way. And one of those is time, right? If, For instance, with this gym, if you're going to get people to go to the gym, they got to commit to the time. That's a big thing is to change their habit of what they're doing with their daily hours. You have to get a commitment there. And so how you get the commitment in the time, and when you get that commitment, you can roll to the next commitment. Are you going to be open to what I'm teaching you and how I'm how I'm showing you how to lift weights and what you were going to be doing to eat? You roll these commitments together, and then obviously you roll the, the investment in, right? But when you get these commitments, I realized that these were also the objections that I would get, right? Think about it. No one wants to go to the gym to be healthy and fit, but we all know that we need to, so we've got to make that commitment. Nobody wants to have somebody else tell us what to do and how to do it. Well, you know, sometimes we do. But, you know, if you think about it, think about the main commitments that you guys are getting right now. Those of you who are listening to this podcast, you get specific commitments over and, sorry, you get specific, not commitments, but you get specific objections over and over and over again that you wish you never had to deal with that you could actually see are your main commitments you need from them in order for not only the program to work, but for them to purchase from you. That number one was my main epiphany was that I had to make the objections commitments and I had to find a way to craft that into my script, into my sales process in multiple ways. Like I couldn't just do it once. It had to be throughout the entire sales process that I had to weave this in and that was one of the main epiphanies. The second thing was, is by using a commitment pattern, I was actually gaining respect. Like the respect that I started getting from prospects and from clients, where they saw me as a professional, was out of this world. You know, I started getting, you know, compliments of, hey, look, no one has ever been this thorough in commitments from us ever. Like we've always gone, gone to the back of the room or bought a, a coaching program or, you know, picked up on this event. You know, but no one has ever taken the time to help us understand what is needed on our end to be a good student of yours or be, you know, coached by, by you, right? Or by the, the actual guru. The other thing that I saw was that it actually started to shrink time. Like it started to minimize the amount of time that it took me in order to get to the end of the close. It actually made everything a little bit more focused, right? And so I, I knew that I could shrink time now. I could have everybody focus, I would gain immediate respect, and that there were three to five main commitments that are the main commitments that it takes to close people. That blew me away. As soon as I knew that and I started to implement that, things really changed. And so what I'm posing, proposing to you is you guys have got to get clear on the main objections that are in your business or in your sale, in your offer, and find out what they are. And then what you got to do is weave them into your sales process as commitments, as actual requirements up front before it even begins, in the center of the process, and then at the end, you're getting commitments again. And it's okay to have the same 
items as commitments as you go through because it's a reassurance of commitment on their end to you. And then obviously you're gaining authority. So, you know, now what it did for me, it actually made my sales process uh, quite a bit more simple. Um, you know, I, I didn't have to rely on so much showmanship uh, when I was in the sales process. I could actually just be real. I could be myself and I felt very confident. It, it provided less friction in the sales process. As an independent closer, as somebody who closes high ticket items, uh, high ticket coaching programs and high end products like masterminds and things like that, you know, the more friction that's in that process, the less people are going to want to buy and the more, you know, or less, sorry, less rapport you're going to have. And, and so if you can minimize the friction in the process, it's phenomenal. The other thing too, is if you can be more concise, you're seen more as an expert. And so shrinking the time of your sales process, because now you're more focused on what it is they have to do for you rather than you're doing for them, the commitment pattern actually crushes it. And on the client's end, they start to focus as well. They start to see this as a serious opportunity rather than just another product that they have the opportunity to purchase. Now you're asking them to commit and they're committing to you, the product, the service, and to themselves that this is the direction that they want to go into. And so that's very important is you're going to be seen as the authority. And, and you know, the, the cool thing was is that I was being thanked by asking these people to commit. You know, I've had an opportunity to work with several people now over the last 18 years using this commitment pattern. And it is a, a night and day lifesaver when it comes down to closing high-end products and services, especially in coaching, masterminds, boot camps, seminars. Most services that are high-end services, if you can use this commitment pattern, if you can adopt it into your sales process, it is going to do wonders for you, okay? Anyways, guys, you will not regret it. I am super stoked to have kind of revealed that to you guys today on the podcast. Uh, really kind of the, the four main commitments, the, the things that you guys have to do in order to get people to, to essentially beg to buy from you also comes down to the commitment patterns. I've mentioned before on the podcast, I want to drop you know little nuggets like this that help you guys to spark new ideas, to be better in your sales process, and to love sales again. Uh, that's the biggest thing is to really enjoy sales. When I started getting upfront commitments and I was using this weaved into my sales process, the sale became fun again. I started to enjoy the sales process because I knew that I was going to be working with the right people and I wasn't going to be wasting time with the wrong people. Now, obviously some people do slip through the cracks, right? And those people you kind of have to you know pass on by and when you catch them, you're like, oh, uh, you got me, right? But for the most part, what happens is, is you will find the individuals that do not want to commit to you are the people who never really wanted to buy, right? They never, they just wanted the information. And you and I know as salespeople, as closers, those individuals that we waste our time with are the people that take us away from the, from, from the ability to help the people that really need our services, really need our products. And that actually, you know, helps us is to eliminate those people and actually work with the right people and actually develop this in our, in our sales process is crucial guys, man. Anyways, I, I wanted to uh, drop that on you. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week so far. If you guys have any questions, make sure to comment down below. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. And again, if you guys are not a part of the Legendary Closers Facebook group, you need to be. We are continuously rolling over these, these tactics and these trades. I want you to level up your sales business and be legendary. Live legendary. The only way to do that, and the reason why we call this Legendary Closers, 
isn't because of how awesome we are as closers, because of the lifestyle that we want to lead because of what sales provides for us. And the only way to do that is to commit to yourself that you're willing to change, that you're willing to be better, that you're willing to put in better tactics that get you better results. And that's what this is all about. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have questions, feel free to drop them into the Facebook group over at Legendary Closers on Facebook. Ask questions below. Please subscribe and like the podcast and share it out. Sharing is caring, right? Anyways, guys, have a fantastic day. Hey, what is up, legends? Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Really appreciate hanging out with you guys and being able to share what has changed my life so much and taking you guys on this journey of helping salespeople live legendary lives and have legendary income. You know what? There's a group of us that hang out each and every day on Facebook. And the group that we have is called Legendary Closers. If you want to head on over to Facebook and join us in more conversations like this, actually being able to work with and interact with closers just like yourself who are looking to level up their lifestyles and join the journey of getting better and becoming legendary, I want to give you an opportunity to get a free training from me just from joining the group. It's a training that we sold for over $5,000 when it first came out. Now we sell it consistently for $1,000 and I'm going to give it to you absolutely for free. And it's a training that we've created to help closers ask better questions in order to uncover the secrets behind why people buy, why individuals are buying from you. And it'll absolutely get people to beg you to buy. They're going to beg to buy from you. I'm super excited to give this to you and I want to give it to you when you join the Legendary Closers Facebook group on Facebook. So head on over to Facebook and join the conversation working with each and every one of those other closers that are also a part of the Legendary Closer family. 